Hello everyone, we are just a few ladies sitting here in a small college apartment room. We're talking about crime, drugs, and conspiracies. My name is Izzy. My name is Shelby. I'm Avery. And welcome to the CDNC. Okay, hello everybody. It's Shelby, Izzy, and Avery. And I'm Avery. And I'm just gonna sit here and listen the whole time while Shelby and Izzy tell me stories. Yep. Izzy, you want to tell your first story? I don't know what kind of intros that was, but we're just gonna go with it. (laughs) I can't come with anything else. That's all right. We love you. (laughs) Anyway, I have sock friend to hang out with today. (laughs) So. This one's actually more of like a crime, related to crime. So I, yes. um, I was listening to my favorite murder. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Oh yes, yes. second oh, mention. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, listen to podcasts. Ironically. Oh my god, Georgia, Karen and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have Love an in, they have an inbox like an email where you can email them about hometown murders. So this one didn't necessarily happen in my hometown, but I wanted to do a. A uh, little story about it because it was actually my dad's cousin that did this one, and it was unsolved for twenty years. <laughs> so my dad told me this, and I was like, "What the hell? This is wild!" And then he said that they were adopted, so it made it. Mm-hmm. He was adopted, so it made it feel better. Mm-hmm. So I got my information from the Washington Post. It is an article by I'm probably gonna mess this up, but Antonia Nuri Farzan. Mm-hmm. So uh, it starts off on August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. Um, I'm first going to give a little background as to... Actually, no, no, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, fuck it. On August 24th, 1998, um, there uh, was a woman... um, (laughs) Yeah? Um, The victim? Yeah, Sandra, Sandra Better. Yeah, the victim. So she... It was just... Had been her... She was two days away from retiring at a consignment shop or, like, antique shop. And then, so August 24th, 1998, two teenagers uh, noticed the store was open past its closing time. So they went in there to see what was going on Mm -hmm. and found her dead on the ground. And she had been pretty much stabbed and bludgeoned to death. Um. So a little background on Sandra. So she was 68 years old. Um, she had decided to work at the consignment store, um, uh, because she kind of wanted something to do where they, um, uh, her, because her husband had given up his, uh, electrical supply business at the time. Um, so then they relocated to Highland Beach, um, and, uh, she became bored once her daughters kind of left home, so that's the reason why Makes she sense. started working here. Makes sense. Um, and she worked there for eight years. Um, so, uh, and then, uh... So, they, okay, so they find her body yeah, in the assignment shop. Yeah, and so, so she also happens? had wounds on her hands to suggest that she was trying to fight her attacker. Ooh, yikes. Um, and so essentially, um... Uh, according to court records, um, there was, like, a ton of evidence. Mm-hmm. So, there were, uh, fingerprints all over this, uh, decorative ball, I guess you could say. Yeah, like a garden orb or whatever they are. I, I don't really know. <laughs> um, there, 
they're like marble balls. Yeah. So they lay next to her body and were covered with blood. Um, the third ball that there was was like on the table and they dusted for fingerprints. They found some. There was blood that led from her body to the cash register. There was blood on the two balls and stuff. And then they also figured that there, since there's also a cake knife missing from the mm-hmm. um, store, that that's what she had been stabbed with. <clears throat> So, because the cash register was open and money had been taken out, the police, like, thought that the motive would have been robbery, but also her watch and her ring hadn't been taken at that time, so they were kind of confused as to why that is and maybe thought, like, well, why also, why also would you go somewhere to do a deed and not, like, if you were in that kind of mindset, I feel like all of them take some kind of weapon and he probably he... showed up just for the money and then yeah got shocked well here's the thing that's, so that's what it says they um had a potential suspect because one of the there was a witness uh-huh. um like a shopper um said that before she was found dead she was talking to a tall skinnier white man mm. um that was haggling prices over a couch you know and stuff like that mm. But they didn't know the name. And then they also, when they found the fingerprints and blood, they ran it through, but came up with no matches. Um, and then about two years later, so on the second anniversary of her death, um, the trail had gone cold and it became a cold case, essentially. Mm. Um, they interviewed around 37 suspects. Um, one of them, you know, went to the hospital for a cut on his hand, uh... Some of them had relocated around the time that she was found dead, so they kind of thought those were motives, but mm-hmm. they got their DNA and none of them matched. Yeah. Um, uh, so, now I'm going to talk about uh, Todd Barkett. So, he applied in 2018. He, he had a family, you know, stuff like that. Um, I don't really want to talk much about him because he doesn't really deserve it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but he applied for a job in a nursing home. And they had to take fingerprints. Um, a nursing assistant. My bad. Oh. Um, and they had to take fingerprints and do a background check, obviously. Yeah. Now, um, I'm surprised they did the fingerprint. I didn't know places did that. For I mean, yeah, that was interesting because usually, like, when I've had background checks done, it's been, like, you just put in your information and I've never had my fingerprints taken for that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, they just look at, like, prior employment and the, right. yeah, the government database or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, if there is one, I don't really know how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And so Barkett had really had no, like, contact with law enforcement in the sense of the most that he had was, like, a speeding ticket or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and he really had no criminal history, so he flew completely under the radar. Right. But anyway, when they tested his fingerprints, it came up as a DNA, and his DNA came up as a match to... Uh, the fingerprints that they found at the crime scene. So this was also in, like, wow. 2018, 2018, 2019 that they tested him. So this yeah. is 20 years later. Yeah. Um, and he also lived, uh, it's a, it, he lived more than 200 miles away at, in, uh, in 2018. So, like, opposite of he the state. He moved away. Yeah. yeah, but he lived in a mobile home near that area when she was murdered. Um, at the time. Wow. Uh, so when the police arrived at his door, um, this is just based on the Washington Post article, it said that he really didn't seem surprised. 
And when the officers were like, we have to talk to you about this homicide that happened on Delray Beach, like, in 1998, he just said, okay. Um... Wild. Yeah, and they then it said uh, they collected his DNA, and then within a matter of days, it was confirmed that his DNA that they got from his bl- the blood at the crime scene mm-hmm. matched the, his DNA that they swabbed from him. Yeah. However, he pleaded not guilty mm-hmm. <laughs> on his trial. Oh. Um, and it was interesting too because it said that in this article says that uh, when the trial began, a key piece of evidence, evidence the third marble ball, which they had his fingerprints on, it had disappeared. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, this article doesn't really go into detail um, why or how it disappeared. Um, if it ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, was that's where they got his fingerprints from. But it didn't really matter because they, they still had DNA other. evidence. They still had his blood at the crime scene and her blood. And it was like, they were right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it, Imagine they had all this other evidence. Take knife. Oh, God. Um, so I pretty much said there's no explanation for his blood being where the killer's yeah. And, like, where the robber's blood would be yeah. and where her blood is, you know? Yeah. Um, but, so he went to jail. He got a life sentence, obviously. But, and this article came out in, like, 2019. But it's interesting because what I think is maybe the motive and what it said in a different article, I don't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it said that he had gone in to buy something there. And, right. uh... He saw that the cash register was open and so wanted to take, like, a hundred... Yeah, he was tempted and he just decided to take the money out of it. So, I don't know if that means that Sandra, you know, came home... Or, like, came... Or, or came, came up out to of the like front, the out of the back room, yeah. and saw him and freaked out, and then he killed her because... But still, like, <clears throat> killing someone for catching you robbing a Oh, no, that's... You could just put the money back and say, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's still... Him. That still doesn't make it any better, but no. it was just one of those things where it wasn't... Yeah. It's interesting, and I find it interesting because I thought for first degree murder you had to have um, a uh, like a, a motive. Yeah. But if he just did that and just decided to do it on a whim, then there's not really a motive, and it's not pl- or it's not planned yeah. at least. Unless they could prove that. It Unless was. they can prove it, but he still got life in prison, and I thought that only happened when it was first degree. But I really don't know a ton about this case. I just remember my dad telling me about it, you know, and so I decided to look it up, and it was really weird. I just. I can't get over the fact that for 20 years it wasn't solved and that, like... Yeah. But his cousin is obviously their... They don't talk... They haven't talked for years. They've talked when they're, like, little, little kids, but that's about right. it. But, right. It's just um, one of those people that you kind of knew. Yeah. Or... My dad was shocked, though. He pretty much said that, like, yeah, this guy had a family. He, you know... I mean, uh, he He seemed... Him. I mean, obviously, yeah. But he was like, he seemed really normal, and I was like... You know, well, it's one of those things where... You think of murderers, but then also you... And you're like, what the fuck? They must have been, like, so, like, you could tell, but you can't. It's like Ted Bundy. You, you used to see... Well, me- you know that statistic where it's, like, uh... I think a regular person meets, like, six or a number... I can't even remember the specific number, but it was a kind of a surprising number <clears throat> of psychopaths. And it's, like, not all psychopaths are killers. Mm-hmm. But all killers tend to be psychopaths or sociopaths. But you still can't say all. Most. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's something else. Well, I mean, a lot some of sociopaths and psychopaths are literally yeah. some, I mean, mm-hmm. probably the CEOs of, like, Big Pharma If and, you want to count and, the uh, people that are killing and, uh, people through corporate 
Those, those are all psychopaths. That's, that's a whole other segment we gotta do. Okay, yeah, no, I but those bring people are the info. I yeah. swear. No, but <laughs> overall, it was just really interesting, and I was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, and I'd never met the guy, which I'm kind of right. glad of. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I posted it to my favorite murderer, so hopefully they like say it in the hometown murders. But I just like <laughs> I never, <laughs> yeah, I never thought that like I you just title this episode. Uh, my favorite murder. Please notice me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. I don't even listen to podcasts, but it sounds like fun. Uh, <laughs> you're making a fucking podcast and you're not I'm even just, listening to one. It's just not my thing. People talking, it puts me to sleep. It's like uh. it's the rhythm of the speech. It just makes me get really comfortable, and then I stop listening. And I just hear it. Understood. And that's why I usually just listen to music. Okay, but Karen and Georgia, okay, like, they laugh and stuff and, like, tell jokes. Oh, yeah, hilarious. no, I'm not talking. Not monotony, you know? I'm not saying listen to it while you're It's just people talking. Out. Yeah. It's a rhythm. And like, I, I vibe with it. Listen to them while you're, like, cleaning around the house or, like, making dinner or something. Like, I'll, Bro, or, like, I guarantee <sighs> I'm not going to hear anything they say. I'm a deaf bitch <laughs> i have subtitles on for a reason that's why i listen to it whenever i'm doing embroidery and i love it yeah i listen but... to it when i'm driving oh yeah weren't you gonna uh we had another story yeah. kind of yeah so deja vu Ooh, you know what spicy you... <laughs> is it i mean it depends on what you're remembering i guess <clears throat> but um yeah so deja vu i just like it because there's not really any set explanation for it it's all kind of theory and like hypothesis that that have been tested and like they're pretty reliable like they actually i don't know have some science behind it and stuff but like it's not a guaranteed yes or no Mm -hmm. so the definition of deja vu is the feeling that one has lived through the present situation before and it literally translates to already seen and like what, people used to. What think, language is it? Uh, it's French. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um. Oh, uh, mm, yeah. Déjà vu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got all the weird like like sacré bleu. Yeah. Croissant. Croissant. Exactly. But um. Hey, it's my story here. Um. Okay, so people used to think it was kind of like a paranormal thing, yeah, like you'd get possessed or whatever. Oh shit, that makes Um, total fucking sense. That obviously doesn't have any science behind it. Uh, You know, mainstream scientific ideals do not allow for that. Yeah. So, yeah, but. The, uh, first... Okay, so, like, they've tried to classify deja vu as a medical disorder. They tried to pair it up with epilepsy, in a way. So... Oh, my God. Sorry. (laughs) Our dog is a... Oh, my gosh. This is new and extreme in Washington. Okay. Sit still. (laughs) But, um... It's had to do with epilepsy, they thought? Yeah, so they... It's associated with temporal lobe epilepsy. Um, it's a neurological anomaly related to epileptic electrical discharge in the brain, yeah. creating a strong sensation that an event or experience currently being experienced 
has already been experienced in the past. And Does they that, say experienced a lot. Does that mean that we have epilepsy then? Well, we deja so, okay, like, they, they really haven't, uh, th- there's really nothing that really connects it to a mental disorder of any type. They okay. believe that, like, a slight shock in the brain might cause it. It mm. doesn't necessarily mean Weird. that, like, I don't know. They like, don't really Almost like a hiccup in your brain, kind of, right? But it's, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's, that's, so, that's actually one of the theories. So, once you get into the explanations part of it, mm. there's this guy who um, theorized that it was a dual, what was it? Um... I have so many. Dual neurological processing. So this is the theory that, like, your left half of your brain processes an image slower than the right half of your brain because it goes through your temporal lobe twice through both sides of your brain. And it's just like, oh, yeah, and then they're linked by, like, the whatever part of your brain that links them. And, um... Yeah, and, and it's just, like, maybe it takes, like, a slight pause. And that could be where the the electrical <clears throat> discharge causes it. Yeah. I'm not really... They they didn't really link them in the Wikipedia article, but, um... But they, um... That was one of the theories. There was Robert Efron in 1964. He... Zach Efron's pretty <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. But, um... So, yeah, that was his theory. Um, another one... What's that? Never mind. I, you said 1960-something, and I said great-great-grandpa. I was like, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> Never mind. I keep forgetting. I yeah. talk to myself sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. So, split perception explanation. Uh, deja vu may happen if a person experienced the current sensories twice successively. So, like, you... Here. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so the first input experience is brief, degraded occluded and distracted so like <clears throat> when your brain's not paying attention to something like me during podcasts mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then you hear it again or you just hear it and you're like oh i've i've done this before like i i've heard this because your brain doesn't remember all of it the first time but it's mm-hmm. like so it's like if let's say you were to see someone like out of your peripheral vision or whatever, see them walking across as you were, like, doing something on your phone, but then the next time, like, you looked up and actually saw them, you could think that's deja vu, or, like, is it more theory-related? Um, I think it's, oh, well, I mean, I guess it it could be sight-related. I think it's all sensory-related, mm-hmm. because it's just when you're not paying attention. <clears throat> okay. And you experience the same experience continuously or successively, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, oh, uh, this is familiar, and it's like, yeah, it's because you've been doing it. <laughs> and your brain's just like, oh yeah, the thing. <laughs> BT dubs. <laughs> and it's like, you've done that. And it's like, you're right, I am. <laughs> no. Okay, and then there's another one. You be doing that thing, I be telling you be doing. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that definition. Can we get that on Wikipedia? <laughs> God, you can like. <laughs> yeah. You can, I keep fucking hitting my knee on that. Sorry if it gets fucking. Oh well. Fuck up. <laughs> so, there's another one mm-hmm. where it's memory-based on the explanation. Mm-hmm. So, implicit memory. Research has associated uh, deja vu experiences with good memory functions. Recognition memory enables people to realize the event or activity that they are experiencing has happened before. When people experience deja vu, they may have their recognition memory triggered by certain situations which they have never encountered. 
So, like, if it's familiar enough. So, it's kind of like chewing mint gum study to, while you're studying mm-hmm. so that when you chew mint gum during the test, you remember better. Mm-hmm. So, your brain's like, this is familiar. We kind of know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> and then your brain's like, you've been here before, even if you've never taken the test before. Oh. So, that's, that's how I would sum it up. I yeah, cut through it. a lot of the... There's a lot, there, there's also quotes. So, like, uh, originally this is, like, coming from uh, some studies done by Bannister and Zangwill mm-hmm. in 1941. And they used, like, hypnosis on their, their like, participants and stuff yeah. to get them to, like, forget certain things happened or, like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but apparently um, the restricted activation caused thereafter, the after the study... Uh, by the post-hypnotic amnesia resulted in three out of the ten patients reporting that the authors termed what the authors termed paraamnesia. So, like, they forgot, but they remember. Interesting. It's, like, okay. only partial. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. So, and then there's a second study done, uh, in 2010, O'Connor, Molin, and Conway developed another laboratory analog of deja vu based on two contrast groups of carefully selected participants. So they went under two different conditions. So there's the PHA, post-hypnotic amnesia condition, and then the PHF, the post-hypnotic familiarity condition. So the idea of the PHA group was based on the work by Bannister and Zangwill. Okay. And the PHF group was built on research uh, results from the current author's, like, last study in 2007. Uh, They applied the same puzzle game to both groups, which is Rush Hour, if you guys remember that game, where Mm -hmm. you, like, had to slide the cars to, like, in a puzzle to get the red car out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We used to have that growing up. (laughs) Um, They applied um, that game to both groups, and then with the PHA group, they hypnotized into thinking that they never played the game. They Mm. forget the game completely. And then the PHF group uh, received a suggestion that they would feel familiar with the game during hypnosis. So, like, they got familiar with the game while they were under hypnosis, I think is what they mean. Oh. I think. No, yeah, that makes sense. So, after, after the hypnosis, all the participants were asked to play the puzzle again and to report if they the feelings while they're playing. Yeah. And, like, uh, so, I'm gonna scroll down to the figures, but, um, let's see, where, where is it? There was a, okay, so, it turns out that both in the PHA and PHF conditions, five participants passed the suggestion and one did not, which is 83.33% of the total sample. Mm-hmm. So more per- more participants in the PHF one, where they were told to get familiar during hypnosis, yeah. uh, felt strong sense of familiarity. For instance, commenting things like, I think I've done this several years ago. And then uh, participants in the PHF group experienced a strong deja vu, for example, describing things like, I, l- I think I've done this exact puzzle before. Mm-hmm. Only three out of six participants in PHA group felt a sense of deja vu, and none of them experienced a strong sense of that. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, they're consistent with the past authors, Bannister and Zangwill, mm-hmm. and they're consistent with their findings. So, some participants in the PHA group related the familiarity when completing the puzzle with an exact event that happened before, so that they were more specific, which makes it not deja vu. Oh, yeah. So, they're like, I think I did this seven years ago, and that's like, okay, that's kind of too specific, because deja vu is like, I've never done this before, but I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I thought that was interesting. So, like, s- the people who played the game and then were told to forget it were like, I think I've done this many years ago. Mm-hmm. And then the group that was, like, never played it not under hypnosis was still like, hey, no, I kind of remember this. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, I'm not familiar, but I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so that's, that's one of the ones that I think makes... It, it it really gets off the point because they're just like hypnosis. <laughs> no, I'm just like I'm trying to grasp. Okay, but Weird. it's playing on the implicit memory. Yeah. So like where they're drawing memory from in their brain. That's what hypnosis helps with, yeah. I guess. No, but that's like super interesting, just in and of itself. Like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this this is the one of the last ones. Unless you guys want to talk about the dream explanation after this. Ooh, yeah. But, uh, sure, for sure. So this one was called Cryptoamnesia, Reconstruction of a Memory. So this one um, comes from another person who basically um, said that another possible explanation for the deja vu phenomenon is the occurrence of cryptoamnesia which is where information learned is forgotten, but nevertheless stored in the brain and similar occurrences invoke the contained knowledge, Mm -hmm. leading to a feeling of familiarity because the event or experience being experienced has already been experienced in the past. That's what I was gonna, like, almost suggest before we learned about that. Before Mm -hmm. you just said that, I was like, what if there's one that we have experienced, but, like, it happened so long ago that we don't really remember, mm-hmm. and then we experience something that's the exact same. I just think it's, But it's, like, it's how like, often does the same thing happen to you? I know. You know? Well, it's... Like, what, that's, like, what my mind immediately thinks, and then I'm just, every like, then day. why would I do that, but like, what, when... Yeah. What I just find crazy, too, is the fact that, like, let's say I'm sitting in the same position watching the same moment of the same show, mm. you know, sitting in the same spot. In the same room the that same you watched room, it originally. But how, but how often does... I don't know, how often does that happen? Yeah. I I mean, I don't know, but I just think it's... But, I, I mean, guess, it yeah. has to have happened before, but I'm sure it happens more than we think it does, because, like, if I'm just sitting watching, like, Legend of Korra or something, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, then I watch, like, the same episode again or whatever, and I'm sitting on the futon... Like, I'm surprised my body's like, this isn't deja vu, because I'm actually able to, like, keep track of what oh, day yeah. it is and know it's the next day, which I just think Well, is it's wild. not about knowing what time it is. No, It's knowing where you know the feeling from. Well, I think that's like, wild why that, you like, are we never have, de- we have deja vu less often than, like, I think it's wild that we're able to have that many memories Well, that, like, <laughs> we don't have deja vu that often. There is, there, this theory, I think, goes into that, how, like, <clears> um... So, your brain, so it, in this, in this theory, basically, they also state that, um, they suggest that memory is a process of reconstruction rather than a recall of fixed established events. So, you're basically just reconstructing and retelling the story to yourself through your memory. Okay. Each time you're remembering. 
So it's not the actual event that you're remembering. It's just you're remembering the last time you remembered it. Oh, that's the reason why, like, when you retell stories and stuff, they're not as accurate. Yeah. And that's also why and, like, witnesses sometimes the facts change. Yeah, and that's the yeah. reason also why, like, with crimes and stuff, witnesses, like, can be some of the strongest points of evidence to jurors. Like, can be the most swaying, but they're not the most accurate pieces of right. evidence because... People aren't perfect. People aren't perfect, and their perceptions can change, can change and the story can change, even if it's, like minimal things oh yeah like, one of my favorite things is those movies where it's like the hero gets framed and they have to go through like a series of events to prove that there weren't and it's like oh, yeah. yeah grandma saw me in this room because i had to get this thing and like but the grandma tells the and it goes through each like witness's story you know yeah uh, what was it knives <laughs> out it's a oh, movie? Yeah, there's I've a movie. Was it, like, really It's recent? the same kind of theme, you know? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Was it really you, You've never seen, like, a murder movie like that? Where uh, they go through all the witnesses' stories and they try to construct the whole story out like, of their individual I've, uh, stories? Clue. I mean, Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> the Tiger King, the I don't Tiger know. King. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't watched that. Mm, me neither. I kind of live under a rock, probably even though I don't. Yeah. But it's It's... I can't I, I how understand. wild it I is. saw the memes. Yeah, it was <laughs> just wild. I feel like I saw enough memes to understand what happened. That is not true at <laughs> all. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so, the last one, if you guys still want to talk about it, is sure. called the dream-based explanation. So, dreams can also be used to explain the experience of deja vu, and they are related in three different aspects. Firstly, some deja vu experiences duplicate the situation in dreams instead of waking conditions. So, um, tw- so Brown 2004 did a study, and 20% of the respondents reported their deja vu experiences were from dreams. Mm-hmm. But then 40% of respondents reported that, uh, from both real- that deja vu was from both reality and dreams. And then secondly, people may experience deja vu because some elements in their remembered dreams are shown. So, like, if I remember that there was a runway on my roof, and then I wake up and there is a runway on my roof, I'd be like, oh, deja vu. Except my dreams are never that (laughs) realistic. But see, that's what's interesting, because dreams are also, like, the ones you remember are the ones that are super crazy, and then, like, maybe it is deja vu because of dreams, because we don't remember, like, any of our dreams, really. Right. Yeah. But you and can have so, up to, like, 13 at night. Yeah, right? and that's the thing, that's is, like, bad. what if deja vu is based on our dreams, but we just don't remember that we've had that dream, because the only ones that, like, I remember remembered are, like, super crazy ones that are outlandish so, that would never happen. here's a question. Okay, so that's, that's all the explanations that mm-hmm. I read. But you guys remember how at the beginning I said that, like, prophecy and, like, the supernatural weren't involved in this? Yeah. So, to a certain extent, do you think our dreams could tell the future like that? In just I mean, those little moments. If, if you we remem- access that I mean, part of our brain, do you think we yes, need I really the future I mean, I yeah. 100%. I 100%. I, I'm not even kidding. That's what I thought I was doing when I was a kid when I had deja vu. Yeah. I was just like, oh yeah, we all did. I have the power to like look at the future because I can fix it back. Like or some yeah stupid oh wait, we all thought with deja vu you realized we all had about the it. exact same child before <laughs> or like with de- with deja vu did you think that that was gonna happen in the future or so I pictured deja vu as my body dreaming it up that that was what was gonna happen 
And then I did the action. So as I'm doing the action, I'm having deja vu. And that's because I remembered, like, my body subconsciously put my dream. Mm -hmm. And I saw my dreams as prophecies Mm -hmm. of, like, in Mm -hmm. the littlest sort. Because, like, in, in, like, definition, those those could have been prophecies of just, like, things that I'm just, like, ooh. Damn. All right. I remember when I was so young. So, okay, this is really off topic. But you guys know Snipes? Y'all, y'all ever went snipe hunting? What? what? Oh, yeah, have you seen the movie Up? Yes. You remember when Carl sends uh, the, the little kid to go snipe hunting? No, not really. No? Okay, so... I haven't be- seen that movie in so long. Oh, it's so good, though. Okay, so I remember it because this is when I... Like, I watched that movie in theaters as a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized snipes weren't real. my parents used to send me and my brothers and all my cousins through the woods that were on their like cabin's property and they would tell us to go snipe hunting really they just wanted to sit by the fire and drink and be adults yeah they just wanted to send us kids off to do something in the way the dark woods well they gave us flashlights they gave us pillowcases to catch the snipes and then some of us would bang pots and pans and we go here snipe 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 here snipe 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 and we like hit the pans together Oh my god. So and that cute. was to rustle them up. And yeah. we had the older cousins in on it. And like the parents would go into the woods just to fuck with us and like throw sticks at our feet. So we'd think they're like running past. And we're like, oh, there one went. Because it was too dark for us to tell. And the oh parents would geek god. about it. And um, oh my god, this one specific <clears throat> night of going on a snipe hunt, I remember I was probably like three or four years old. I don't know. I was young. Because like I remember. I got, like, a rock in my shoe or something, <laughs> so I, like, ran to my mom at the fire pit, and she wanted to send me on my way, so she, she sat me in her lap, and I was like, Mom, I have something in my shoe, I think it's moving, because I was probably kicking it around or whatever. Yeah. My mom, she's like, oh, really? And she's like, I wonder if it's a snipe, and, and I think I might have said it could have been a snipe, because I was young and imaginative. Yeah. <laughs> and so, young so and- she scooped her hand into my, my shoe, held and grabbed the rock and then moved her fingers. She's like, oh, there it went! There it went! And she threw the rock across the yard and I was like, oh. I was shook. Oh my God. And then, um, I remember later that night I was like sitting on like one of the adults' laps and I was just like, I think I've dreamed this before. And she was like, I think that's called deja vu, honey. And I was like, oh, deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> This is like, this has enough. I understand what you mean by supernatural stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I believe in like, the only time when I feel like I'd believe in that aspect of it is like when people like, let's say someone were to like picture their death or something in their dreams and then die. If you picture death, that's just a bad omen. No, no, no. But but I mean, I like picture their dreams and it actually happens. But like, they specifically remember that dream is what I mean. I remember so many. It's not like you just recall. It's not like you just recall Mm -hmm. it in the back of your head. It's like you actually remembered it and then like. Like, you remember that your plane's gonna, tr- you, like, have a dream that, like, the plane's gonna crash or something. Like, last, final destination? Yeah, and then it ends fuck. up crashing, like, when you're on it. Or, you know what I mean? And stuff See, like but that. do people, I don't know, you can't really ask them if they die. Yeah. But, um, 
You want to hear why... some of my dreams? Because I've had some fucked up dreams. Sure, let's go deep. Uh, it's not even deep. Okay, so all right, all right, all right. the setting is my uh, hometown high school, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's differently shaped. You know how like it's a familiar setting, but then the halls are different. Yeah, and it's just a different yeah. construction. Oh, but, but yeah, yeah, you know where yeah. you are. But you know where you are, and you're from, and you know which general direction to go yes. to get to where places like you want to get. Yeah, and um. I apparently had to, I can't remember all of it, but I remembered that I was married to Chucky the doll. <laughs> and, pain killers? Huh? No. Okay. No, I, I just okay. have dreams like this, Okay, though. Like, well, I just, I'm only I told you because... about the, the one where I was investigating the murders of people with their arms chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, my God. I, I don't even classify these as nightmares. I kind of, like, wake up and I'm like, Fuck. And I'm the one that <laughs> listens to fucking murder podcasts in the shower. See, I don't Me need too. to. I Jesus. just have dreams. See, that's the only thing is, like, when you're at, like, when I broke my ankle and I was on painkillers, like, you have much more vivid wild dreams, so that's what I was just asking. See, um, okay, so Chucky the doll and I were married. We lived in the gymnasium or something, and... Which one? The that field was house or the... <laughs> the... The one that's on the far side. The smaller one. Or oh, the bigger okay. one. The yeah, big, the field the house. One. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> Same. <yeah. laughs> so... But it was his laboratory, and it was smaller. Why is he the laboratory? I don't know. He was oh, chucking the doll. I figured he was yeah. planning to kill everyone. <laughs> oh, my not Dexter's God. lab. I don't know, bro. He just had this laboratory. It was like Frankenstein's laboratory or whatever. Yeah, no. And, um, mm-hmm. and he was going to go out and kill, like, my whole family that was, like, in the hallways and stuff. And I was like, well, I can't let that happen. So I started fighting him. Oh, no. He wanted to kill our son. We had a son. <laughs> <laughs> I oh I realized God. that we had a son and it was a doll too and I was like that's my son. Oh, with like Pinocchio kind of. I no, I have no, I can't remember completely, but or no, it was a human child because it was my kid. I was oh, like, that's my dude. son. That's our kid. <laughs> it's Chucky's son, and he was gonna kill him. And I was like, I that oh that was probably my first maternal feeling. <laughs> I was like, I have to protect my evil doll son. Oh my <laughs> and, God. Um, <laughs> And so I was like, no, I would die for that kid. So I I threw myself at Chucky, and he stabbed me. And I was like, fuck, and he, like, cut my throat. And I was like, I'm dead. And then I was like, wait, this is a dream. I'm not dead. And I was like, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. <laughs> and, and fuck off. Um, oh, my God. And, and then I took my anger out on him, and I woke up, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Like, oh I know when God. you realize you're in a dream, it like lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. I actually like used it's, to have that a lot, and I used to be able to like control things in my dreams. Either either I die, but I don't die, or I figure out I can breathe underwater. That's my key to knowing that mm. I'm in a dream. Oh, there was one time I had whew, this like one kind of scared me a little bit because mm-hmm. I or in scary dreams I'm like, wait, I can just wake myself up. It wasn't the dream. <laughs> I've done that before. It <laughs> wasn't the dream. It's what I realized was what was happening outside of my dream. Before I, like, woke up. Because I was dreaming that I was running a marathon. And, like, I was oh, passing. Oh, you're telling me this. <sighs> you're telling I scared, this. It scared the shit <laughs> out of me. My God. Yeah, yeah. And I was running this marathon. And I, I was mean, really running out of scary. breath. <laughs> I was running out of breath. Like, Ooh. physically, I was just, like, draining. And I remember in my dream, I was just, like, by the... To the point before, like, I woke up, I was, like, leaning up against my house or something like that, Mm. and I was, like, on the ground, like, choking and, like, breathing. You woke up like that? And I woke up 
covered in my, like, comforter and everything, like, with oh. my sheets in my mouth. <gasps> you woke yourself up from suffocating, bro. I You're know. like a baby. <laughs> Take some pillows <laughs> off your bed. scared <laughs> the absolute shite out oh of me. Imagine if that's how you died, uh, though. I bro, woke up. I'd be so I, pissed. I woke up, and I just, like pulled the sheets away from my face because I think I had had my hands up because I think I had had yeah. my hands and I was like You're trying to get my, I was trying to get my body moving to like push the sheets out of my face yeah. or something yeah. and it literally wasn't even anybody out like there was nobody out there, like outside mm-hmm. like I'm I was not like getting me murdered or whatever Ugh. I literally had just in my sleep pulled my sheets over my face and was about to suffocate myself no. yeah like no. I think we would have heard oh. if there were people in your room trying yeah. to kill you oh yeah, yeah. this is more okay this reminds me okay you know what I really want to look up next episode is sleep paralysis I want to know like what that's because uh, yeah, apparently fuck. like my sister her boyfriend has that like it happens to him a lot mm-hmm. and that just sounds terrifying I've never had it happen to me but that just sounds terrifying like you literally See, can't move. You wake up. Ugh. You can't you move. You literally paralyze. And you sometimes see things. Oh my god! Like you just wait for your brain to wake up. Yeah. No, uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I mm-hmm. could not because then I'd hear things. Because I just I if I ever happened to me if that ever happened I already to me. hear things if I'm like running my fan even when the fan's off, I just uh no every I once in a while there's just the noise that I hear and then it's reminds me of a different noise and then a yeah. sound gets stuck in my I head. hallucinate <laughs> smells actually. Oh really? Like I. When I've gone to sleep, I've woken up to the smell of, like, something burning and nothing's burning. And it's happened, like, a few times. And, or, like, I'll smell it either, like, when I'm sleeping or just, like, I don't know. You sure that's not just me when I'm cooking? No, no, definitely not. Well, it's been at my house. Oh. And it's been, like, at two in the morning. And I'll, like, come down and check out. And I was like, is anything burning? Because I swear I thought I smelled something burning. And my mom's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Or, like, <laughs> at I, two I, in the morning? I don't, well, I don't know. Oh, like, her house was on fire or something. Like, that's what I smell, like, something burning almost like her house yeah, was on fire. Your mom would tell you it's okay at two in the morning? Well, because I'd wake her. No, no, no. <laughs> no. So I'd investigate, and yeah. then I'd wake her up and be like, Mom, I smell something, like, to see, like, if she wants to check with me in case, like, yeah. her house is on fire. I don't know. Yeah. Um,. Oh, is your, is your room close to your mom's? Yeah, it's, like, right oh. next door. See, so, yeah, for a second, I forgot. Like, I thought your bedroom was, like, the downstairs area, and then your parents were upstairs, and I was like, you went all the way through the house? No, 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 your bedroom no, was, was like that. Parents, yeah. like, no, my parents was, like, right next yeah. to mine. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, I get that. I, I don't know. Or, like, I've, when I've been up in my room, I've been like, are you guys, do you smell that at all? And they're like, no. And so, I don't Weird. know if that's, like, a sign of me. Like, because I know when you get migraines and stuff, well, when you get migraines and stuff or headaches, that happens, that can sometimes happen, but I've never had a migraine or a headache at that time. It just has happened to me, and it's really weird. Do you think it's a very specific headache that's not something that you would detect as an ache? Oh, and Mm. it's just me smelling stuff for, like, a split second? Like, it might just activate a part of your brain, kind of like the epilepsy theory, where it's just a... Uh (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's the thing where you know a spark lights off in your brain i can't really i don't know how it works i'm not a scientist but uh like an electro signal gets yeah. sent and your brain might like clamp down on something or like a synapse might connect or not connect and and then part of your memory will get triggered by that so that you no remember idea. a burnt smell because the first time that happened you smelt something burning 
Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. It's weird. Something I've like, like maybe I've tried to look it up, anyway. but uh, the only thing that came up was like if you have this can sometimes happen if you're gonna potentially get a migraine or like a headache or something. So I have absolutely no idea. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I like all these ideas for deja vu though, like yeah, the dreams, the prophecy the i honestly believe the dream won the best the most actually yeah yeah but you were the skeptic about prophecy well not prophecy but i wouldn't okay not prophecy but like the dream one in the sense of in the sense of strictly not remembering a dream because we have statistically we have so many and like scientifically the amount of dreams that we don't remember greatly outweighs the amount of dreams that we do remember yeah so you'll forget one because you only really remember the ones that are just freaking crazy and wild tell me about Um, it (laughs) we can do a whole segment on shelby's weird dreams (laughs) and um so like what if i just have one about me sitting in like the living room or something doing something specific and then i did that the next day and i I didn't remember that i had that that dream but i did so it makes sense that your brain would think about right right (laughs) and it's it's common things that you have deja vu of it's not just like i mean sometimes it's like one-time things but i've only had it be really of like super common stuff yeah um and it's like oh i've opened this drawer before like that's when i get the most well and i feel like our dreams yeah and i feel like our dreams that we don't remember are the ones that are are probably about stuff that we do every day or like minimal things mm-hmm. and hanging out with the two friends that you only ever hang out with. yeah exactly <laughs> but stuff like that so that's the reason why i believe in that one the most <laughs> that's the reason why i believe in that one the most just yeah. because yeah okay. it makes the most sense to me of mm-hmm. recalling a dream and just not remembering that dream yeah kind of like um uh an inside out with like all yeah. those like balls or whatever yeah. that are like yeah. fading yeah, yeah. Stuff like the that. Memory graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, rip. That one animal thing. From the movie. What was his name? I can't remember. The, what? The, the elephant? Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Was his, was his name like Bimbop? Oh, yeah, no. I think so. I was going to say Jojo Siwa, but that's not right. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. No. I was going to say like animal. Bogo Jojo. I don't know. That's not right either. And then I thought of Jojo Siwa. I don't know why. Bimjo. Bong- bongo bang bongo bongo hold on hold on hold on hold on inside out imaginary friend um who's the friend that likes bing to play bing, bing bong. bong yeah i remember i remember that who's the friend that likes to play bing bong bing like i remember yeah. the song in that oh i don't i remember up more than that <laughs> I, yeah i need to watch uh-huh. no but i think Okay, so I, I kind of like the memory reconstruction theory. Yeah. Because, like, the idea that we only remember remembering events makes sense yeah. to me. Because... Well, that's like, true. Have, that actually happens. That's actually a thing. About how, like, kids with traumatic pasts tend to forget their childhoods oh, because yeah. they just blank it out. They just choose to not remember it. Yeah. You know? So it makes sense because if you never remember it, then your brain's never going to have anything to recall, reconstruct. Mm -hmm. Not recall, but, like, reconstruct. I think you reconstruct... I think it's, like, you reconstruct it, like, well, I think it's both. You reconstruct it so that your brain omits it. You edit it out, basically. And you're just like, um, I choose to forget that that happened that day. No, but I mean, mean, like, just memories in general, when you bring them back up in your head, they're reconstructed. Right. But, like, you're recalling them to reconstruct them essentially just like how i remember that my seventh grade boyfriend tried to take like ask me to take him back 
<laughs> and I said no, even though that never happened, I don't think. Oh, my God. I don't think it. I don't know. I wrote it down in my journal, but I was real emotional back in seventh grade. It was seventh grade. <laughs> I was, like, oh 11 God. or whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, you remember things that might not have happened, and then you don't remember them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so What's weird. your theory that you, like, agree with the most, you'd say? You know, I believe, okay, there's a lot of, like, branching off theories that could explain a lot of what it is, but, like, the most fun theory to believe is that, like, deja vu is your body trying, or is your brain trying to tell you, being like, hey, you can fucking see what this is gonna be about in, like, a few years or something like that, like, when my body, like, is having deja vu, it's me, it's, like, my brain, like, it is also just what I want to believe, but I know that there's just, like, it's most likely just some like weird dream aspect and that's just I mean, like what happened humans are a weird species you yeah. know our brains are wild dude our and brains it's are crazy, crazy how we, like, with all we actually know so little about that with yeah. all the different okay it's like the ocean with all the different <laughs> stories from all the different cultures and all the different religions and all this kind of stuff there's always such a, like a classic way or just there's very there's a lot of similarities or at least like like, um, mm-hmm. just similar things that happened to their culture or things that they acknowledge yeah. in their culture that kind of can go between different They're groups. Black. Yeah. And, like, it's... Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's, 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 it, it makes you... Of, be, it's, it makes you believe that that kind of stuff actually existed at some point. My, my thing is that, like, it kind of reminds me of how the world could be a brain. Yeah. But that's yeah. how we're all thing. a simulation. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I told yeah a dream. let's not even go there right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. random thing, too. I yeah. really want to do that TikTok that I saw, like, where you can recall your past lives through this, like, hypnosis thing. <laughs> oh, my God. That freaking yeah. album or whatever. See, yeah. I kind of want to try astral projecting. Oh, I think God. it's really interesting. The U.S. government did studies on it in the 60s, and they, they have papers. Oh, you should talk about that next that time, too. That have been released. It. Uh, well, see, I'd have to get them. From a friend, I'd have to confront a lot of things. You have a friend myself. that has those papers? She could get them. What the fuck are you talking about? The the U.S. government. They've been leaked by... Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're out there. But, um... Yeah, they, they basically, like, confirmed. They were like, yes, our studies show that there is a plane on which all humans can communicate on. And the only problem with getting there is that... Plane. You <laughs> have to... Well, he... He unlocks all of his t- chakras, and yeah. that's what you have to do. All of your, but that means like disconnecting yourself from the world. You remember how he had to give up the thing. He had to like accept that he loved them, but then also accept that the material world is not real, or like yeah. to some extent, you know, like he needs to release himself. And the same thing in Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, some spoiler alerts, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to be able to do that in order to get there, which is kind of crazy, you it's know? Wild. Yeah, it's just crazy the amount of stuff that our brain can, brains can do, mm-hmm. and, like, we don't even really think about it, but, like, if you really go into it and stuff, it's, like, how little we actually know about our brain and, like, how much we actually already know, too, based on, like, what it can do, but then how also how much we don't know right. that still needs to be discovered. Right. Like, with sleep and stuff, 
Oh my and, god. And like dreams like in sleep, like we don't why know we, that much about. Why do we sleep? Yeah. Oh my god. Other than the fact that we get tired. It's just the way that our species has evolved. Right. But do you think there's like I don't know, things we could unlock with our brains. You know? Cause like I've heard that during your like uh tra- like I don't know what you call training to get into the astral plane mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. but um so like during that you'll have to confront like issues about yourself and whatever and you have to accept them and be totally okay with yourself and it's hard this yeah. I'm not gonna say that it'd be easy I don't think I'd be able to do that <laughs> it's, no. it'd be very difficult and I'm not gonna say that I wouldn't run I feel like that but... just make my depression battle <laughs> yeah no way I'm not but, ready to confront but in the same sense don't you think like in some instances and this is where I kind of theorize that there's a difference between the sexes on how people confront their issues so like you can talk it out you can like talk with the problem and like get it through because it'll manifest as something you recognize or you could physically fight it i would just sit and cry (laughs) i mean yeah but eventually you'd have to confront it i mean i guess the thing is like i already know what problems i have and i just don't talk about them but like what if it brings up ones i don't even know about i'm like Fuck, I, I forgot I have this too. God, like, I'm even worse off than I thought I was with my um, mental health I mean, and stuff. And but what if the problems you have are, like, I'm not going to say superficial, because that's mean. But you no, know what I mean? It's right. stuff that you can work past. Like, what if it's things that you can world. confront? Yeah. And what's stopping you from confronting it? Right. And honestly, I say all this shit, but then I run away, too. Like, I'm yeah. not going to say that I don't wake myself up from scary dreams because I'm like, oh, wait, I can wake myself up instead yeah. of confronting whatever the scary thing is, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's how we choose to live our lives that turn us into the people we are. <laughs> but I want to go on the astral plane, so I want to fight myself. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I want to see if I can throw hands with my monsters. Oh my god. No way. <laughs> It'd be like that episode of Rick and Morty when Rick's literally fighting God. <laughs> oh my god. Which, which episode is uh, that? There's a few, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, you've seen that episode, though, where um Rick thinks that he has kids. And oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. the fake yeah. Zeus's kids or whatever. Well, yeah, but doesn't he face God a couple times? I'm surprised that's the first episode they bring that up. No, I think he... Um, I have no idea. I don't remember. Mm. Either way, I think it's about time we wrap this up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's getting to be that time. <laughs> what is it? Like? Well, if you've made Midnight. it this far, thanks for listening. Yeah, honestly. What uh, is it so far? Four people? Yeah. <laughs> Notice me, my favorite. Notice me, I'm a fan. Yeah. Honestly, Karen Georgia. <laughs> All <you>. right. <laughs> Good night. Goodbye.